Greetings to all my cool cats and cool kittens. They try to copy our style, but they stay frostbitten. You're now tuned to the sounds of MaximumFM.ca. It is your man, DM Cool, and this is Cool Radio. What we doing? You can catch me on your TV, even on the radio. My mom and I rise by, and I'm right away, go. We invaded airwaves. Hey, don't stop us. Ain't no topping us. They be watching us. We so prosperous. Ain't no topping us. Ain't no topping us. They be watching us. We so prosperous. Oh, you didn't know. Your ass better call somebody. Indeed, indeed. Tell a friend to tell a friend that we're live on the airways right now. And coming up shortly on the show, around the 845 mark, as promised, I do have a guest in studio. She goes by the name of S. Diamond. We will be talking to her about her music mogul ventures and all that good stuff. But before we get to all that, you guys already know how I do, man. To start the things off, got some stuff to get off my chest. So with that being said, it's time to let that ish breathe. Let this bitch breathe. All right. So quite a bit has happened this week within music, sports, and everything in between. So let's start things off with the sports. So the NBA is getting ready to tip off very shortly, and I, for one, cannot wait because ball is life. Um, One of the teams that did their media day press routine were the Toronto Raptors, and basically it was about introducing their latest acquisition, Kawhi Leonard, and to be fair, alongside Danny Green. Now, as you already know, Kawhi Leonard came here by way of San Antonio uh, in, in the trade for DeMar DeRozan that some of us are still very heartbroken about, but hey, life goes on. This is the NBA. It's a business, et cetera, et cetera. So we've all been curious to hear what Kawhi has had to say since the trade took place way back in the middle of July. And he had some interesting takes, and basically he became a living meme within 24 hours. So the laugh that was heard all around the world, and I wish I had a sample of it right now, uh, became a very strong talking point because of the fact that the man literally sounds like a robot, and it almost sounded like a forced laugh. And there are so many memes that were being posted about it. Like there's one meme where his laugh was placed in front of the Joker instead. And then also, the one I saw, I think it was last night I saw this, was the one where it was a the freeze frame of Michael Jackson at the end of the Thriller video where he has a girl around his arm and then he turns his head and then he starts laughing, but then they place Kawhi's laugh in front of that. So I thought that was hilarious. Well, honestly, if you haven't heard the laugh, it sounds like he's laughing and crying on the inside at the same time. And, like, there wasn't even a joke that followed up with it. Like, he just started laughing out of nowhere. And it's one of those awkward things where it's like you feel like it's almost like one of those moments where like you made a joke and it didn't exactly hit the way you wanted to hit it. So you just want to like kind of ride out the rest of the wave and just kind of give out that <laughs> kind of laugh, whatever. But it really wasn't hitting. That's what it sounded like. So I thought that was funny. But as we all know, Kawhi Leonard went healthy. Top three player in the NBA. So hopefully his game is opposite of his laugh. So let's hope for that. Now, another thing I want to get to as well that happened this week. Um, news, I think it was either this week or last week, but either way, uh, there was some news spreading around in the movie scene that actor Henry Cavill, who plays Superman or who has played Superman in the last recent DCEU films, is stepping away from the project. And there have been rumors that actor Michael B. Jordan is in line to play the role for the foreseeable future. Now, these are rumors. Nothing has been confirmed. But nonetheless, people are talking about it as they should. And the question is, is Hollywood, is the mainstream, ready to see a black Superman? Now, here's my take on that. I've never been one for Superman, even as a kid. I thought he was just okay, but as I got older and older, I just realized this dude is overrated as hell. This guy has every single superpower in the book. Like, he flies. The man's 6 of 5. He's muscular. He runs fast. He, he shoots out laser beams from his eyes. He breathes out cold vapors. And the only thing that seems to weaken him is like a freaking piece of green rock. That's the only thing that can stop him. And on top of that, he gets his energy from the sun, et cetera, et cetera. So I always thought he was overrated. And I always thought he was one of those guys in a video game where you have to create a player mode and you up his stats like maximum, maximum. That's basically Superman. So with that being said, I've never really liked the guy in any type of medium, whether it's in the comics, in the video games, in the, in the, in the cartoons, the movies especially. Holy crap, they're boring. I mean, Batman v Superman, I want my money back after that, seriously. 
Now, with all that said, seeing a black man or just a person of color in general play the role, I'm conflicted because, yes, it's a good look when any person of color gets a leading role in Hollywood that isn't stereotypical, like like the being the gang member or the oppressed slave or or the guy who has to raise up money to save the rec center to build up uh, a, a dance squad or whatever. Like As long as it's not stereotypical and it's a leading male or female role, I'm good for it. But when it comes to Superman, I'm conflicted. The only reason why I'm conflicted, no, well, not the only reason, but one of the only reasons because, besides for what I just outlined is because of the fact that when it comes to leading roles in Hollywood, especially when it comes to the comic book films or what have you, I would much rather a black man or woman play the role of a character that's already been established that is already of African descent, basically. So, for example, what we're seeing right now in Luke Cage, like Luke Cage was originally a black character in the comic books. Same with Black Panther, of course. Same with Black Lightning, et cetera, et cetera. Now, Superman actually was black in the comics, and it's actually al- aligned with the uh, current canon within the comics. Because in the alternate universe that they've established, there is a black Superman that's parallel to the universe th- that the main Superman lives in. So they could do something off of that, which would be interesting. But nonetheless, Superman, by and large, is widely recognized as somebody who is white passing. He's not actually white because he's not from Earth. He's an alien. So he could get away with that trope. But nonetheless, he is within the white image and what have you. So it almost feel like they're making like a black version of rather than just someone who is already black in the first place. It's kind of like seeing the female version of Ocean's Eleven or Ghostbusters. You would much rather see those women portray characters in an original concept that does involve women as lead rather than just do a rehash of an original that involved men because now they're going to be compared side by side. That's why Wonder Woman worked because it was an original piece. So I would much rather that happen. So let's say if they were to do like a static shock movie, then yes, you'd always, you would obviously want a black lead role or better yet, because they haven't done this yet and it's within DC, I would much rather them do the black Green Lantern because there is a black Green Lantern, John Stewart. He's the one who got the ring from Hal Jordan after he decided to retire the mantle. So they could easily do that. And that was already in talks from as far back as 2007, 2008, Common was supposed to be up for that, for that role. Tyrese was rumored to be a part of that role as well. But if they were to do that for Michael B. Jordan, that would make a lot more sense. I would be okay with that. But with him as black Superman, I mean, the only other reason I can think of that I would be down for that is just so I can see the racist white tears flow down from people's eyes. That's the only reason why I would want to see that. And at that point, I'd be being petty. But I admit that I would be being petty at that point because... When races don't win, I win. You know what I mean? We all win. So all I'm saying is they sh- the, the studios shouldn't do it just because black is in or diversity is in. And I don't want them to be disingenuous about it. I want them to really m- make something meaningful out of it because – at the end of the day, when you give the people what they want, when you actually take from the source material and apply it to the film as it, as it pertains to comic book movies, then we all win. This is why Black Panther was so good. This is why Captain America has been so good over the years. This is why Thor Ragnarok, the latest Thor, I should say, was so good, et cetera, et cetera. So stick to the source material, and then you'll be all right. And not saying that Black Superhero or Black Superman isn't source material because it is. But don't do it just because you're trying to hop on the wave because then people will see through it. Like the audience is a lot more knowledgeable and smarter than what some studios may think, which is why the DC movies as of late have been failing. So that's all I'm saying. But what do you guys think? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Either way, hit me up on social media on all platforms at Cool Radio CC and share your thoughts. After the break, I have my special guest in studio who goes by the name of S. Diamond. We will be talking about her music mogul ventures as well as other things as well. So keep it locked. We'll be right back and we'll be right back after these messages. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back to the show. Once again, it's your man, DM Cool. And welcome back to Cool Radio. Now, as promised, I do have a special guest in the evening right now. And she is a music mogul working in Toronto right now and has put together showcases and network socials to get artists and moguls together to basically celebrate music and culture and also just 
kind of navigate the music scene within Toronto. And it's very important because we need a lot more of that. And I'm very glad that this person is contributing to that. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, S. Diamond is in the studio. Hey, 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 hey. How you doing? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm a lot better now that you are here, that we are discussing <laughs> all this uh, great topics and what have you. So I appreciate you making the time to uh, come through. No problem, no problem. All right. So first thing I got to know from you. When did you first start to, you know, be interested in music? Well, I myself, I'm not an artist myself, but I do like putting on platforms for artists to be able to be themselves and just uh, grow. So I started wanting to put on showcases, open mics and stuff like that probably about a year and a half ago. Um, I would either partner with other businesses, maybe stations or what have you, and, and just come together and just put on whatever I can. Mm -hmm. um, started in schools, and um, I was trying to start with young folk. Um, I love seeing kids under 14, mm -hmm. ones that aren't sure if they want to be a rapper yet, or they yeah. sing so amazingly. They're in art school, and they're not sure like where they want to go just yet. Mm -hmm. But giving them a platform to be able to see if, right. if that's what they want, and then... Um, partner them also partner them with people who are already part of the business that mm -hmm. kind of not exactly have it where they want it to be but yeah. at least have a the sight on what it is that they possibly want to do in the future and just partner them and help them lead um these young people to be able to see if they want to be in music absolutely you know it's all about like testing the waters like mm -hmm. if you catch the bug for it great if not cool at least you know you tried and what have you and that you know that this outlet is there for someone else to kind of take over in that sense right right yeah definitely it's all about cultivating talent i think that's one of the most important things mm -hmm. speaking of which you know growing up for you like what was the music scene uh within your community like what did you notice as far as like was it rapping that was the most prevalent wasn't uh, was it singing or was it just classical instruments that people were playing like what, what did you notice as you were coming up i think what stuck out to me the most well i'm tupac lover for mm -hmm. sure but um, Lauren Hill stuck up to me the most because she was singing and rapping. Yeah. So it was cool to see that there was so much simplicity in, in the hip hop culture. Mm -hmm. Like you did not have to do so much in right. order for people to actually listen to your music or these longevity type of songs that mm -hmm. we remember forever. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that I grew up in the era where where it's it, fresh. It, actually happened yeah and you know albums are still being able to be played front and back yeah um you know just i'm I'm glad i grew up in that era <laughs> right right yeah it's funny you, you bring up albums being played front to back and what have you and <laughs> especially that time period because like the music not all the music of course but there was mm -hmm. quite a number of artists who made timeless music in that regard right um do you get that same sense in today's generation of hip-hop and r&b yeah, <laughs> yeah, those epic eye roll. <laughs> well, guys, <laughs> that's really hard to say. Okay, I mean, well, we're lucky we come from a city with so much untapped talent. Yeah, that is a very heavy possibility that we could most definitely have mm -hmm. albums and soundtracks and all that good stuff mm -hmm. of artists that are from here that you can play right. front to back, but it's just not as a welcoming culture anymore. It's right. just not. And mm -hmm. people have this expectancy that you need to have all this money right. behind your art, <clears throat> uh, behind your music and mm -hmm. all of that in order for that product to actually stick. Right. And for people to listen to your music. Right. But I mean, if you're good, you're good. Yeah. It just happens that way. If right. It, if you sound good, like I, I think I appreciate artists like her. Mm. We didn't know what she looked like for yeah. a long time. Yeah, it was a mystery. She had when a your music, happening. When your music is good, it's good. Yeah. And there were people like killing themselves to mm. find her music yeah. at some point, right? So it, it, it just has that ability when your music is good mm -hmm. that you literally have you're effortless there's right. nothing you need to do exactly you know so i i'm hoping and i see it more and more each time i listen to music and like go to those open mics and stuff here in toronto yeah and i hear all of these amazing artists mm -hmm. i think we definitely have the ability here in our culture to be able to have that type of music and for that music to come back again mm -hmm. the abilities here i'm um, me personally i don't hear it like 
just on the radio yeah. and in the mainstream. And I'm not really hearing that right now mm-hmm. up for me personally. So right. I would love for that to come back. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And it's, it's funny you mentioned like not hearing on the radio because I feel like radio has kind of been following the same format over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I feel like because of that, they're kind of behind the times in a sense. And right now in the era that we're living in, the streaming and the digital era, the right. pool has widened. So you have a lot more artists who are creative and, and a lot more other artists who aren't as creative. So you kind of have to dig a bit deeper in that to kind of find that, find that you know, diamond in the rough, so to speak. And there right. may be, you know, half dozen, full dozen, two dozen, et cetera, et cetera. So it kind of makes it interesting to search for that. And another point you, you mentioned was um, a lot of, talented artists being in Toronto especially right. and like there's a bevy of them you know I've had the pleasure of interviewing so many over the years and what have you and I kind of tend to feel that there's a lot more artists in the city which is fine but not as many like moguls like it's like people putting on for shows and what have you right. and to me I feel like that's important because now you have a better network to cultivate with to help incubate a lot of these artists and, and get them their opportunities yeah I think it, it definitely some of the artists that do actually get exposed to be able to perform at certain shows and mm-hmm. all of that it always is be available in your community like when you're when you're able to go to these underground shows or uh, go to these open mics and stuff like that mm-hmm. that's where you meet people yes. and when you collab with other artists or you you meet people that are somebody that's trying to put someone else on all you need is someone that's hungry really yes. And if somebody believes in you, they believe in you and will stick to whatever it is that they believe in from you. Mm -hmm. So it's like if you didn't go to that small show that you thought should have paid you how X amount of dollars uh, because you want to be up here before Mm -hmm. you're even at a, you know, a good level, at least a a humble level. Right. um, You're not going to get far. You're not going to get far, especially with that mentality. Um, So I, I definitely think... Yeah, connectors. We need a lot more connectors and people who put on those platforms and understand that the platforms might be the first for some Mm -hmm. and the connection for all. Like, we really have to understand that concept and, and grasp that concept. So it would be nice to have... You know, more people wanted to just put it on just to put it on, not at the goodness of their heart, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, uh, tell me about the artist block. How did that okay. come about? It was, it definitely was something that sprung out of the other shows that I've done or like the other events that I've done. So yeah. I have a few brands. I started with something called, um, I started with something called Lay It Down. Okay. Um, It is a platform of a panel, and I wanted to focus on people who run podcasts that not a lot of people know about, or radio stations not a people a lot of people know about online stations Mm -hmm. um, that have the opinions (laughs) (laughs) that have the opinions everybody wants to hear, and the subjects were love, dating, sex, and relationships. So it got real heated. I can imagine. I can imagine. (laughs) (laughs) So the the concept of lay it down is that the audience has a say okay so what i did was i had a lot of um interchanging happening um and a lot of um connection happened before the event okay so what i did was i posed a question or two and then i like basically put all the answers in a pot yeah and we discuss those answers and okay. that's where the um the whole discussion came about right and then i give um uh, an audience um an audience time like a, like a back minutes, and forth yeah no not even with i think it was like half an hour oh wow okay i gave wow. them half an hour to ask questions to yeah. the panelists also um just give their opinions about certain things i am telling you especially the first one yeah Whew, I I said that the first one, I'm like, you know, I'm going to make it nice and small and yeah, intimate. Yeah. It doesn't need Warm to be that up. big. Yeah, yeah. People are like, man, you should have had 100 seats in here. Like, it was crazy. Really? So we had, we had um, subjects like, what would you do if your man brought up a threesome or something like that? Okay. And women were... <laughs> Women had the opinions of life. Oh, my God. Men were arguing with them. Wow. Some other guys were like, I would never ask my girl to do that because she'd break up with me. Yeah, like yeah. A, whole, a whole bunch of stuff. Right. And then I found that, how many have I done? 
three now. Yeah. So the third one, I found it was a younger crowd. Okay. And it was like probably, uh, well, younger for me. Uh, sure, but, sure. But um, like the age range was like, was like, I'd say 19 to like 25. Okay. So it was very interesting yeah. to hear the takes. Yeah. Of, like they were asking, uh, there was a question about mothers. Okay. Um, like a man choosing his girl's opinion uh-huh. over his mother. Oh, the young people are like, are you crazy? That's my mom. Are you yeah, stupid? exactly. <laughs> the older people were like, or the grown people that have been married or close to marriage yeah. or what have you or been with their They've girl a long time, threshold. they're like, yeah, mom, I love you, but yeah. I have a family now. Like, yeah. it was just very interesting right. to hear the differences, but we definitely listen to, like, what love is in hip-hop culture and what, mm-hmm. what, um what love is just generally overall and yeah. it was just it was just really cool <coughs> to listen to the different opinions of everyone but that's where the branding started from okay and during all of my events or anything that i do i always have showcase and i always have performances yeah so i always connect music to it yeah i always want to give someone an opportunity to showcase their talent whether it's a rapper singer poet i love poetry so mm-hmm. i love lyric hearing lyricists mm-hmm. incorporate their music and i've had um the platform that i've i've done as well they've been able to showcase say they were rappers they mm-hmm. sang right instead and like just kind of test the waters that way so it's it's really cool to watch right right i can yeah. imagine that yeah. that sounds very entertaining listen <laughs> <laughs> i've been wanting to just air it yeah air lay, lay it down gets real i i can <laughs> yeah. i could tell yeah I definitely had to calm things down a few times <laughs> like, i can imagine because like <laughs> i i can imagine like it, having like a like a battle of the sexes kind of vibe oh you know what it I mean? it gets crazy really it gets crazy oh man Man, I should definitely be in a tennis for one of those. <laughs> I wouldn't mind being a piano you know, for that which, Do you think you'd let the female talk, though? Do you think? <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. I mean, I want to give their person, like, their space, whatever. Right? Like, like when, you, you're, you, when you're there in the fire, yeah. sometimes your opinion changes. Like, if somebody's really getting at you, and like, no. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. But hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Let me finish. Like, oh, like it gets, it, yeah. Really? Because you know what? Like, I, I feel like as humans, like, we all have our biases at the end of the day, right? Right, right. And sometimes we may stick to our biases based on how we would normally go about the scenario and have you. Mm-hmm. I think the important thing to remember is like, we ca- we sometimes have to take ourselves out of the equation and just like re- rely on objectivity, right? Because it, it changes from scenario to scenario. So you got to almost put yourself in someone else's shoes and observe it from like a third person perspective and be like, right. what would you say about that? You know, like take like, you know, sometimes you got to take the, the male or female perspective out. of it. just got to have the human take on it at the end of the day, which can be very hard to do, especially if it's something that may have happened to you or, you know, you if it's something heated that in the moment, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. And you just hear all these opinions around right. you. So like, and, and then if it hits close to home, yeah, then you can't stop somebody. Exactly. Who's like, who's like the motor mouth. that's like, no, no, you're going to listen to me. Today. Right. <laughs> right. Like if, like if I was on that panel and I, heard someone say oh uh men it's a it's a man's duty to pay for everything i'd be like oh oh yeah you did hear that oh i'm sure you did i'm sure you did we did hear i'd that. be like okay and she was very passionate about oh. it she's like no i don't care of course he needs to pay for everything of course when we get married i might give some of the I'm, uh, okay i just left that alone yeah <laughs> i you let know, them hash it out right I'm like okay so moving on right it, it, yeah and suffice to say, she might be a cat lady in the next five years. But you never know. You never know. She's not watching. I hope she is. I want all the smoke. I want all the smoke. And on that note, let's get to the games portion of the cool radio. So I like to play games with the guests, get them you know, a little loosened up, okay. make sure they're feeling comfortable and all that stuff. So on that note, we got one or two. Or we're gonna, actually, no, we got time for both games, actually. Okay. So the first one is called Cool or Uncool. And it goes a little something like this. There we go. Gonna turn that up. Gonna lower this. There we go. So with this game right here, I have the uh, lovely sounds of Diggable Planet's uh, fresh single, Cool Like That, which was released back in 1995. Now, in this game, I have a list of scenarios. Mm -hmm. Just random scenarios, you know what. And basically, you're going to tell me whether these scenarios are cool or uncool. And please feel free to provide some context as to why they're either cool or uncool. Are you ready for this? Get comfortable for this. Oh, okay. please get comfortable. <laughs> so, with the first one, uh, the season changing, cool or uncool? Uncool. Really, you're not a fan of fall? No, not really. I don't like the. 
it's like freezing one day and right. then we hot the next day because we prepped for this freezing weather. Right, exactly. Yeah. You know, that's something on Ontario, I believe. Like there it's it's so hot and cold, you know, pun not intended, whatever. But yeah, it's so unpredictable. So it's very hard. So I, I get it. But I kinda like fall though, just because like it's like medium I think fall's dressing. Perfect. Yes. But I feel like right now it's fall winter. Right, right. Like, I, I can see that. Like it's a little if it was summer, like where you know, yeah, where things are starting to calm down a little bit. Let's just walk into fall a little bit. No, right. We've been like slapped, right? <laughs> with cold. I hear you on that. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Live entertainment at a restaurant, cool or uncool? Uh, cool. All right. Um, double dipping with fries, cool or uncool? It's my fries. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I can get with that. I, I agree with that. It's I agree my with fries that. that. I am sharing. Um, boneless wings, cool or uncool? Well, I'm vegan. Oh, okay. Then that's gonna be okay. <laughs> when I did eat meat, yeah. um, cool. Okay, fair I enough. I don't really like bones like that. Fair enough. Yeah. Question, actually. Uh, why why the change from um, omnivore to vegan? I did it for health reasons. Okay. Um, a lot of things run in my family, so sicknesses and stuff like that. So I really want I really want to get ahead of the wave if right, I can right. now mm-hmm. um, and cut the regular habits off right and i definitely feel way better mm-hmm. skin's clear yeah I'm drinking a lot of water i'm good all right so i feel good excellent, excellent. Not, would never force anybody to right. change i know it's not an easy yeah trust <laughs> it's me. not easy at all trust me as an african i need my meat <laughs> oh. i need my meat so i need my meat so <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it moving. Um, ice cream in the winter, cool or uncool? It depends on the flavor. Cool. cool. Okay, okay. What, what, what flavor? Because you said it depends. Okay, so I don't know for the. Well, I don't even know where else it is, but Laura Secord, uh-huh. ice cream store, uh-huh. people in Toronto, if you know. Um, Laura Secord has something called Super Kid. <laughs> yes. I would like. I, I would like give anything when I was a kid to I had to have that ice right. cream. There was there there was no chocolate chip. All the colors dough. and the there rainbow. Was, no, I wanted surrogate. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? It's cherry and blueberry and banana know, in right? one. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you kidding? It's like, like don't make no May I though. have another? <laughs> yeah. Can I have like five scoops? <laughs> Please, sir. And they I want some more. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. And they put a chocolate on top of it. Yeah, just to no. sweeten it up. <laughs> just, it's the worst. It's, it was the worst for kids, but I still right. wanted it. So, right. yes. Yes, I will eat that at any Okay, yeah. okay. I like yeah. that. Um, Netflix, cool or uncool? Cool. Do you have a particular show that you're watching right now on Netflix? Um, what did I just finish? Atypical. Atypical. Okay, okay. I've heard of that one. Yeah, that was really good. Um... I feel like I just finished a movie. Oh, no. I watched Don't Breathe again. I watched it when it came out in theaters. Right. But watching it again. Yeah, to watch it You're really, like, holding your breath during the movie. Right. Like, legit. I was, like, holding my breath, like, scared for things to happen. So it's like a suspense thriller kind of movie, I guess. Oh, my God. You didn't watch it? I haven't watched it. Boy. (laughs) No, no, no. Go home. (laughs) Do me a favor. You got a girl watching with her. But listen. Go home uh-huh. and watch it. No, it's a good movie. Really? Okay. Like, you, you're legit holding your breath. Like, I'm scared yeah. of what this, what this man's about to do. Oh, yeah. wow. All yeah. right, then. I will keep that in mind. Yes, yes. And with that said, speaking of Do You Got a Girl, it's time to play the second game, and this one's called I'd Quit the Game. Every second, every minute, man, I swear that she can get it. Now, in this game, you are in an alternate universe. And in this alternate universe, you are the eligible bachelorette, all right? So you are wheeling, dealing, kiss stealing, jet flying, limousine riding, all that good stuff. But there comes a point in every man's or woman's life where they have to quit the game. They got to settle down. Have the nice white home with the white picket fence, mm-hmm. with the apple pie cooler on the windowsill, Spud McKenzie looking dog, tire swing, all of that. Tire swing, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're doing a real we're going old school. Out loud. Yeah, we're going like, all out. Yeah, hey, now. you're quitting the game. You, you got to quit the game big. You can only do it once. With that said, if you were to quit the game for one of these two gentlemen that I've handpicked, who would you quit the game for? Ooh. Would you quit the game? <laughs> I'm so scared. <laughs> Would you quit the game for Jason Momoa, or would you quit the game for Michael B. Jordan? I don't know who J- Jason Momoa is. Yeah. I don't know who that is, but Michael B. Jordan, I would quit anything. Okay. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> you might have gotten a lot of girls saying because like Jason Momoa is like one of like the top five male eye candies right now apparently that's wonderful but yeah. I know what Michael <laughs> B. Jordan looks like he can't be that much candy I don't know him neither hey so. you, you know what hey to each his own to each his own but I'm I'm sure I don't want everybody else wants so it's all good. <laughs> good well there's a lot of people that want Michael B. Jordan so you, you, may, you may have to fight no, <laughs> no worries <laughs> ladies and gents we still have S. Diamond in the studio right now and when we get back we have our trip talk topics lined up so keep it locked this is cool radio and we will be right back after these messages yeah Uh, yes yes y'all welcome back to the show once again it's your man dm cool and this is cool radio and as promised i do have i still do have s diamond in studio say what's up to the people yeah and right now we are going to get into trip talks so that is three of the hottest topics that took place within pop culture today so with that being said let's get into it so first topic we got on for deck um a lot of Albums are coming out this particular weekend with three particular artists that people are keeping their eyes on. So that would be Kanye West, Lil Wayne, and Logic. So Lil Wayne released his highly anticipated and long-awaited album, The Carter Five, and while Logic put out uh, what is called uh, uh, Young Sinatra Part Four, which is part of his mixtape series that pretty much got him his notoriety. Meanwhile, Kanye West will be releasing a new album tomorrow, which will be Saturday, entitled Yandi. So it's like a playoff of words of Kanye and Gandhi, basically. So we kind of have an idea where he's going with his self-indulgence and all that. But that remains to be seen. Um, My take on it is this, and I kind of discussed this very minimally on social media because I wanted to save the good stuff for tonight. Um, when it comes to logic, a lot of people always harp on the fact that he always talks about his biracial identity because he's half black, half white. But if you look at him, he is very ambiguous. Like, if you were to look at him and be like, yeah, it's kind of a white guy, but if you kind of focus in on your lenses, you might be able to see the black or whatever, right? So he's talked about his racial amb- amb- ambiguity and, like, how he's had to deal with that growing up, as well as a, a myriad of other things that he had to grow up with uh, growing up from Baltimore. And I've heard from quite a few people that they're bored of hearing that. Right. And I'm just like, me personally, I would love to hear more of that because I don't feel as though you hear enough of that in hip-hop. Like, I've never really heard someone dive deep into, you know, their biracial identity and, and talk about how much of a struggle it was for them because we always think about, you know, quote-unquote, you know, light skin privilege and what have you. But when you're half black and half white, like, you literally have to toe the line on where you stand, essentially. And I would love to hear more of that perspective from like someone like a Drake, for example, because I'm sure it could have been easy for him. But then, you know, those same people who say, oh, I'm tired of him talking about that over and over again are the same people who are looking forward to an album from Lil Wayne who's been talking about drinking lean and syrup and cunnilingus for the last 10 years, and then Kanye, who's been on a free fall since Jesus, who's habitually contradicted himself over and over again, which has led to subpar material, but they're excited for those guys? I don't know. It just doesn't add up for me, personally. Mm-hmm. They're scared of, like, logic would be somebody new. Right. 100%. Yeah. If it's somebody who sounds different, looks different, mm-hmm. they don't want to hear it. Right. And it might be dangerous to their eyes and ears. <laughs> so, right? So right. It's it's just one of those things that sounds like that people just don't want to change. Like, I don't I don't want you messing up my mind. Lil Wayne it is. I know, right? Like, I don't want to think is. ignorance like, is bliss yeah, kind like, of thing. I don't yeah, and I just find that so trivial because, like, and maybe this is just my own personal bias, but I feel like Logic is one of those artists who can lead the new wave of artists into the future, in a sense. Like, he's a very talented lyricist. Like, if you're looking for a lyricist, like, look no further than him. And, like, he's a very humble individual as well. It's the kind of person that you want to see win and succeed in the music industry. Lil Wayne, I mean, listen, like, Lil Wayne has had a good run from time to time. Like, that run from 05 to 08... His lyricism pen stepped up a lot. Like, he's a lot more slick with the wordplay. He was aligning himself with more East Coast acts like Jay-Z and Cameron to get that that street cred, so to speak. His mixtape series, the DJ Drama, the Dedication Series, like, almost legendary in, in a hip-hop standpoint. And then the Carter Three was his crowning jewel. That's what, that's what got him into the mainstream. Everyone knew who this guy was, et cetera, et cetera. But then from there on, this man took a nosedive. He took a huge nosedive. And the funny thing is... You know, with Drake and the whole, you know, ghostwriting allegations, so to speak, people will always harp on that 
on Drake and use that as a way to, you know, credit their dislike towards Drake. But then it was a well-known fact that Lil Wayne was being was getting uh, his raps ghost written for him by someone named Gilly the Kid, who's out of Philadelphia. And there's numerous accounts and reports about this. Yet we all forget about that. It, it's wheezy, baby. It's wheezy. <laughs> Your money. And then as far as Kanye, I mean. If someone broke this down to me in the best way possible, and I respect them because they're at least honest about it, this person said to me that Kanye, it was almost like they're in a in a tumultuous relationship with Kanye because you see the good in them, but then they keep letting you down with action after action after action. And that's what Kanye has been ever since you know, he decided to be a Kardashian, essentially. So he's been putting out Yeezus, which is garbage. And I don't understand why people will say that that's a good album because it wasn't. And then Life of Pablo was just, eh, it was all right. And then, yeah, you don't need to. You're good. Um, <laughs> he came out with another album earlier this year, more like an EP, I would say. It was like seven songs, basically. It was called it was called Yay, basically, just Yay. And then he came out with a dual album with uh, Kid Cudi called Kid See Ghost, which... I give it two minutes, I'm like, yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> so I don't know, man. Like, I just feel like people are searching for fool's gold at this point. Like, they feel like they're going to get that old Kanye. But I have it set in my mind that that old Kanye is dead. He's not even gone. He's dead, deceased, rest in peace, six feet deep. For that, that beautiful period from 04 to 2010, with the exception of, I'll, I'll give Watch the Throne an exception or whatever. But as far as him, just him, 04 to 10, that was the Kanye that I knew and loved. Right? It, yeah. Like skydiving, like head first. <laughs> we'll never see that Kanye again. I'm, I am certain of that. Yeah. I guarantee that because he's all over the place. Listen, I can talk about Kanye all day <laughs> long because it just makes me angry. But I we... Know, Yes, we, we, we got other things to talk about. So, on that note, ladies and gents, cool cats and cool kittens listening at home or watching on YouTube later on, potentially. Do you agree that Kanye has lost his way? Do you feel that Lil Wayne, uh, Lil Wayne's Carter 5 is a little too little too late? Shouldn't more people be talking about Logic in his new album as well? Either way, let me know your thoughts. Share them with me on all media social media platforms at Cool Radio CC. Now, let's get into some more uh, controversial discussions, all right? Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know. Hey, it's time to lay it down, right? So, yeah, <laughs> it's right here, it's right here. <laughs> Speak your truth. But nonetheless, um, earlier this week, uh, Bill Cosby was sentenced uh, to three to ten years in prison for sexual assault allegations that were made uh, as early as 2004. As we all know, he's had a history of this dating back to the 70s and what have you. Um, and to be honest... You know, as a sex offender, you know, him being a sex offender, what have you, or anyone else for that matter, I think three to ten, I think three to ten years is a very light sentence in that regard. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care who it is. And I know those other cases from the past, they were outside of statutes of limitations, meaning that he couldn't be convicted for that. Otherwise, it would be double jeopardy. I get that. But nonetheless, people like that, you don't want them to be in the confines of society. So you want to put them away for as long as possible. So with that being said, you know, I'll dive more into it. But just hearing that, what's your take on that sentence? enough for any sex offender right. no matter what level of whatever they've done mm -hmm. and i'm not gonna lie to you i act like i'm living under a rock when it comes to like stars mm -hmm. and them getting you know them getting into the limelight because they've done something wrong sexually to a female mm -hmm. if it's a male and vice versa mm -hmm. i don't want to hear anything about it past right. that. I literally heard it happen, mm -hmm. uh, heard what happened with Bill Cosby at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, maybe once when a few other women came right. forward and then recently his, right. his sentence. Like I didn't, didn't really follow it heavily, but I think... I really think they gave him that sentence because of his age too. They probably put that into consideration because, mm -hmm. I mean... Sure, he can die in there, but right. I mean, by the time he comes out, he's probably going. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I think that they put those things into consideration because of the sentence time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, light. That is light. Mm -hmm. Absolutely light. Mm -hmm. And and I don't agree with that either. Right. Um. Whether he's you know the person I watched growing up and yeah, 
all of that, that has nothing to do with it because at the end of the day, if, you know, somebody's our family member and they're going through that Mm -hmm. and we find out that they, like, I would imagine what most people, I can't say all people, Mm -hmm. would shun that family member and they're of no icon to me anymore. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, wrong is wrong. Yeah. You do not, you know offend a man or a woman sexually and mm-hmm. it's it's just wrong overall mm-hmm. i agree i agree mm-hmm. and i'm glad you brought up you know his legacy as you know the cosby show and what have you because <sighs> unfortunately there is quite a, t- a contingency of black people who feel as though you know this whole proceeding with bill cosby is all a setup and what have you mm-hmm. and it's just another way to bring a black man down and all that stuff and listen here Listen, listen, I understand supporting your own and what have you, but if you do it to a fault, then you get blinded by the whole message altogether. Yes, the Cosby Show is influential in getting black people on television in a more non-stereotypical role. You can actually see a black nuclear family in an upper middle class setting, which is what paved the way for... Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, A Different World, Family Matters, et cetera, et cetera. But that doesn't change the fact that Bill Cosby, the person, not the actor, not uh, not Mr. Huxtable, but Bill Cosby, the man behind that person, was doing all these salacious crimes from the 70s up until now. That doesn't change that at all. So I think you have to take your own bias out of the equation and look at Bill Cosby, the individual who committed these crimes, and say, no, that wasn't right. And then I also hear people talking about, oh, they, they did this to him because he was trying to buy NBC and they didn't want a black man buy. Listen, listen, <laughs> cut, listen, part yeah. of my fresh, but cut that whole tip shit out. All right? right. Like this is when black people sometimes go a little too far to defend their own. And I get it. We don't have a lot of people to to kind of hold on to, you know, in, in some people's mindsets. But at the end of the day, wrong is wrong. Yes. And who cares if the man was trying to buy NBC? Like, just because he was trying to buy NBC doesn't mean NBC was going to say, okay, we'll accept your offer. No, they have to look at the terms of the agreement, see what kind of agreement uh, Bill Cosby is laying down, what right. kind of offer he's making. And then the board of directors of NBC will come together and then they will decide if they want to sell or not. Right. And if they say, hey, we're not for sale. Then that's it. Case closed. Done. Like they're not forced to. They're not forced to sell. Right. So like that. That whole excuse of oh well, he was trying to buy them, and there that is was no excuse. There's no excuse. There's no excuse at all. I don't care at how all. Somebody wants to shape it, flip it, whatever. It's no wrong is wrong. Yeah. And I'm sure if it's happening to an individual, they their view of it all would change. Right. Like immediately. Of course. So. Bill Cosby or not, man on the street you've never seen or not, yeah. like, it's wrong. It's, it's wrong. And absolute... you, wouldn't, you wouldn't want that being done to your sister, mother, aunt. You know, like, you're not mm-hmm. going to want all that done to anybody you know either. So it nobody deserves that. And, I mean, it sucks that it took that long to mm-hmm. come out. And, you know, he, like, damn, they made a whole empire. Yeah. And um, I know a lot of people are kicking themselves like, damn it, I look up to him. But, you right. know, I can not, not trying to get on the other side of the fence just because this is happening. Yeah, yeah. But I legit did not watch um, the Cosby show as much as, like, say, I could recite all of the Fresh Prince episodes. I did not watch right. the Cosby show like that. So when I'm seeing episodes, I'm right. like, this was, what season is this? Yeah, like, yeah I no, exactly, right? I didn't grow up on it like that. Yeah. But I watched enough to know who is who exactly. and all of that. But Like, you know, Claire and Rudy. Yeah, and, and, like, yeah. I, know, I know the names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll say this I'm kind of in that same boat as well like I watched it periodically from time to time when Mm -hmm. I got a bit older like in in like my pre-teens or whatever that's when I started to catch up on it and what have you and I didn't mind it but I wasn't excited about it either because I felt like there was no there wasn't enough drama and not to say ask me like Tyler Perry level drama but there were very few obstacles that the that the protagonist had to kind of get through on a day to day episode, mm-hmm. kind of like on Fresh Prince. Like the the main obstacle was oh man, it was just funny. It was just funny. I needed funny. I yeah. I don't know if I I'm the only one, but I I um, growing up, I always wanted to watch something funny. I yeah. liked the loving show. Like see how like maybe Family Matters yeah. or something like it. It's it, it teaches you lessons yeah. and all that good stuff, but it was and then funny you had your goofy stuff, yeah, Stefan yeah, or Kel, or when he turns exactly. like black Bruce Lee or whatever, and, and different world. I'll grow up on that yeah. and, and watch that, and, and I know that that's the playoff, yeah, 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 but <laughs> it wasn't 
family. It right. was like a whole bunch of different, yeah. you know, individuals coming together and you can watch like a dynamic. Yeah. And it was funny. Exactly. And then Tupac was there too, guys. Oh yeah, he was. He was that episode yeah. you just oh. <laughs> that was wicked. That was wicked. And the funny thing, and I think you kind of nailed it. Like mm-hmm. when it comes to the comedy, I think I realized that even though it was a family-rated show, mm-hmm. I think it was for like an older audience. To be honest, I I felt like Me that too. show related more towards the parents right. rather than you know anyone else younger than that. I think it definitely. T- well, a lot of the episodes I watch anyway that can also teach parents and yeah. older people on how to treat their their that's what uh, I thought their too. children yeah. and and just just overall marriage lessons were in yeah. there like i did not care i did not there, there were some one two funny episodes for me but yeah. not really i'm turning exactly i was never laughing Preference. hysterically <laughs> like there was no like you know mm-hmm. it's funny for me to use this term because of the cosby show but there's no meme mer- worthy moments of it as yeah. well either yeah. so i respect it for what it did for for, for black did television for the culture exactly yeah well. i yeah, do absolutely yeah absolutely yeah going back to bill cosby the man though it's a little ironic because he's always disrespect not disrespect well i don't want to say disrespected but very critical of the black community on multiple fronts right but then lo and behold you're doing this behind closed doors so yeah. it's like it's always the it's pot always the, the kettle black ones. yeah it's always the loudest ones absolutely yeah and now you know whether it's a long sentence or a short sentence he's now paying the price for it so mm-hmm. i think he should be lucky he should be considering himself lucky that he only got a three to ten year sentence or that he can at least have the option to come home exactly the option right exactly <laughs> least, right? yeah before his clock runs out yeah. but him being in prison as a convicted sex felon i mean i'm not saying i'm yeah. not trying to put anything into the air I'm, but i'm just i'm just going to not be surprised how about that we won't say right. and call things out in the universe yeah i don't wish anything on anybody mm-hmm. but i want to at least say that I mean, what goes around comes around. Right. I mean, with every action, there's a reaction, you know, regardless if it's positive or negative. Right, right. That's how it is. Nonetheless. Sorry, Bill. uh, Yes, right? (laughs) What do you guys think about this? I know I'm going to have a cloud of people disagreeing, (laughs) but I don't care at this point. Either way, let me know what you're thinking. Hit me up on all social media platforms at Cool Radio CC and share your thoughts. And final topic in Trip Talk. This one, this one's near and dear to my heart because it involves an artist that I've looked up to ever since I was young, and he's my favorite rapper of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one has to do with Nas. Okay. okay? So Nas, he, he's very reclusive when it comes to media. He'll normally talk if he has an album coming out, which is fine, mm-hmm. or if there's something you know happening that kind of relates to him and that kind of relates to his music that he's spoken about. So usually like a socio-political view, or if he's coming out with like a, like a new show or something under his Mass Appeal brand, mm-hmm. which he's been working on feverishly for the last five or six years now. Basically, this has to do with his tumultuous relationship with his uh, ex-wife, Khalees. Yeah. Now, Khalees has made some headlines Throughout the year, basically talking about the ins and outs of their past relationship and how it was a very abusive relationship, both physically and verbally, towards one another. So she would say that he would hit her, but but she would also say that she would hit him as well. So it was equally abusive and what have you. Mm -hmm. And Nas, unless if it's on record, like if he's saying it in a rap or what have you. He won't really go into details about his personal relationship. He won't really go on social media that often to talk about stuff like that. Right. But this man wrote an essay. He wrote seven pages worth on Instagram about his issues with Khalees and how she is preventing him from seeing his son on a regular basis. So this is what Nas said, and this is on a in an article with Vibe magazine. So I'm not gonna say all of it because it's a it's a story, it's a and you yeah. gotta hold your teeth for this one. Yeah. But these are some of the excerpts that were taken from a few of the posts here and there. So uh, from Vibe, this is what was said, and I quote. <clears throat> The price I pay to see my son. I am speaking from the heart as a man who has had enough. Today, I got a call from Essence Magazine about my ex-wife doing another sad, fictitious story. Nothing surprises me anymore, including this. This is what your life has come to, sis? Exploiting some people's real struggle and pain just to get at me? To get attention, fame, another fight against men? We are a human family, and we should be better examples for our son. Why is there even an issue for me to have time with my son? A son needs his father. Many, So many absentee fathers out here, and I am being attacked by your accusation simply because I got us in court to help fix this custody matter. Why did I have to take you to court to see our son? 
why when I win the joint custody, which is a win for both of us and our son and helps us with both our schedules, why do you feel that's an attack on you? Is it control? Why do you need to have control over my life? Because we're not together anymore? Then why? And then he also goes on to say, uh, what do you say actually? He says, there were times when I thought Khalees, my ex-wife, was not this type. These are the type of antics that deceive people and people mistakenly call it strong. Seems I always had more belief in you than you do for yourself. I instilled strength in my daughter who you were already so jealous of and treated poorly, being jealous and verbally abusive to a little girl. And then he also goes on to say, you know, you bumped your own head, sis. Why do I have to live through a constant divorce? It didn't work out. Life goes on. And then he also continues uh, and says she's sad and heartless and uncompromising despite all that he's done for her financially. And then he goes on to say, I paid for your cooking school cordon bleu. The expensive yellow stove we had flown in from Europe, I helped pay for the remodeling of your house. Your assistant stole thousands from my credit card and according to American Express. Out of all people, you should be completely understanding of my grind, but you just can't win with you. My schedule is crazy, but you never helped me see my son. I'm hardly allowed to ever talk to him on the phone ever. So this goes on and on and on. That's just an excerpt from what he said. So based on all this, what is your take? Okay, well, first of all, I don't know when you knew that they actually had issues or ever even looked at anything being tumultuous between them. Mm-hmm. When he um, when he released Bye Baby, oh, I love that song. That song is amazing. But I feel like people weren't really grasping what was actually happening. I think it's just because it, it was like a while yeah. since he released something. Right. So we were just happy that, you know, not to hear put from something him, yeah. out there. But it like took, it's like it took people a while to listen yeah. to the song and hear what he was going through. Mm-hmm. So I was like, first of all, shocked that yeah. any of that stuff was happening. Right. And just to hear that now, um, I think he's kind of like, even though it's 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 Nas and I wouldn't wasn't even thinking at any point like some see when Tyrese like kind of had his yeah. breakdown type of thing. I just want my he essentially did mm-hmm. the same thing in different tastes, mm-hmm. you know. So I feel like I mean the man's crying out to yes see his son, but also let people understand because mm-hmm. it's it's. It's it's a publicist that would like stop you, be like, no, don't don't yeah. say anything, yeah. like don't ruin like what's happening right now. Right. But I feel like because the respect is so high for mm-hmm. Nas, he could do that. Mm-hmm. He could release a novel, and people are gonna be like, I'm still buying your album. Yeah, like you know, there's there's no problem. But mm-hmm. I really, I really hope that Khalees isn't really like that's not really how she's doing the man like that because right. I mean he's not out here having a whole tub of children right he sounds like I, I can't yeah, I, I think can't he only speak has on his father because I don't know what really happened right. but I mean keeping someone from yeah know, like it's that's, on purpose yeah and, that's not cool you know being vindictive all around right. and just you know taking them for their money yeah taking them for you know their their, their own self-respect their yeah. dignity and keeping their kids away from them it's just that's just a horrible yeah that's thing th- to place somebody through and yeah. and being on social media now and knowing that there's a platform right now that he's able to air everything out yeah and you're still doing it right yeah that's wrong that's wrong so, so again my like I try to be as fair and as balanced as possible, mm-hmm. and this might be my own bias kicking in because again, not fan partial stand if if you will. Mm-hmm. I read the rest of that like on my own time, just to get an idea of like what was going on and what have you. Mm-hmm. And based on what he was saying in his posts, there may be some truth to that because I remember you know just with the whole cooking thing for example just something small like that mm-hmm. I remember the interview that Khalees did talking about the tumultuous relationship between the two and what have you seeing that report mm-hmm. and she was talking about how she's now a celebrity chef and what have you so yeah I know right <laughs> so him talking about the, the 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 cooking classes for Cordon Bleu or Cordon Bleu rather and you know importing that 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 yellow stove that he was referring to like there's probably some truth to that if you connect the dots essentially right so and i remember when 
her son, when their son, their son was being born, she kind of kept them. She prevented him from being in the delivery room as well. I heard a report about that, and this was back in what 2011, I think, something like that. Mm-hmm. And soon after the birth of their kid, she was already filing for child support. And I remember the courts awarded her fifty thousand dollars for child support and spousal support as well, which I thought, and you know, I could be wrong on this. I may not be doing the correct math and what have you, but I thought that was. A tad bit high and what have you because it's not like she didn't have a career of her own. She was a recording artist, right? Right, right. And I don't know if she was signed or unsigned at that time, but based on what her whatever her net worth was, I'm sure she had enough to support herself. a child and, and herself. herself. Yeah. Now, mind you, I'm sure you're living in some sort of lap of luxury when you're with Nas because he's had a career that spans back to nineteen ninety four and what have you. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, to demand fifty thousand a month, you know, for spousal support as well as child support. If you weren't doing anything from the start, then I understand that. But you had a career on your own. So where does that equate into the factor? And then fast forward, we're hearing all these accounts from Nas. Nas isn't the type of person to do this on social media. If he wants to talk about something personal, he'll put it in his music. That's why we've had so many great albums from him. Mm -hmm. God's Son, Life is Good, Hip Hop is Dead. I mean, Mm, come on. The fan is coming out of me now. So you already know. (laughs) Listen, boy. You already know where we can talk about. Still Matic. I mean, that song, Dance. I mean, again, I mean, I'm going off a tangent right now. But the point is, the point is, you don't do something like this if there isn't any merit for it. So I'm more inclined to believe Nas, especially when I've already heard or read about past accounts where he wasn't allowed to see his son and he wants to be in his son's life. And but that's the thing is because the respect factor is there mm-hmm. and it's so limited what we hear from Nas on social media or platforms aside from his album. Yeah. We would be more inclined to listen to him because he has such a genuine career. Right. He has a it seems a genuine personality towards his fans. Right. He's very minimal mm-hmm. in a very good way. Yeah. Um it it works. What he's doing mm-hmm. works and then you would really, for me, you mm-hmm. would really have to get somebody to a certain point, especially if they're like that and they've established yeah. that type of credibility with their fans and just with the world in its entirety and on social media. You'd have to really like tap into them hard mm-hmm. for them to give a novel yeah. um, and pages of this is what she's doing to me, this yeah. is how she's affecting me, and I want to see my son. Right. Like, for him to go that far, yeah, yeah she would have really had to have done, done a number on, Absolutely. on him. And I feel like it's important that he, as a man, is speaking on this because I feel like we don't really hear from the male perspective, you know, when it comes to this type of, like, and, and dynamic. You know what it's I mean? True. We all yeah. we kind of brush it to the side, you know, because it's kind of like one of those backlash effects of male patriarchy and how it's always been imposed because, oh, mm-hmm. well, you're a man. You already have all the benefits, so just handle it yourself. You know what I well, mean? that's a whole nother and show in the, it, it is. It is. It definitely is. I'm just saying that this is like <laughs> the spawning of that, yeah. essentially, right? Yeah. So because of that, whenever a man is going through an issue like this, and not to discredit a, uh, a female's issue, because that's also just as important, mm-hmm. but the point is like not as much light is being shown onto it because then we kind of question uh, the masculinity of the man, especially if it's a black man as well. And black masculinity has always been under a microscope and how it's compared to other forms of masculinity as well. Right. Almost to the point where a black man is not allowed to show vulnerability and what have you because that makes him not only less of a man, but less of a black man as well. So now you're stripping his identity and his heritage out of the equation too. Mm-hmm. So that's, always, that's like two strikes against you at that point as well. And one thing I also want to point out is him talking about not being allowed to see his son, I've heard countless accounts, whether it's in tabloids or in person from a friend of a friend, how a man was not allowed to see the woman because the man wanted to see the child more than the woman themselves because they may have fallen out of love with that woman. Mm -hmm. They may not have that dynamic anymore. It is what it is, but at least still be there for the son. And I've heard accounts where, and obviously not all women, obviously not, but there have been some women who have used their child as a weapon to try and weaken that man by saying, no, you're not allowed to see your son or daughter. Right. And I think that is so wicked. Like, that is evil. Oh, absolutely. That is inherently evil. Yeah. To tell another human being that you're not allowed to see a human being that they took part in creating, that's not right. Especially when you do point out the fact that there are so many absentee fathers in our society, especially within the black community. Mm-hmm. And now you have a black man who wants to see his son. It is his right to see his son. And actively trying. Yeah. And... It's his, not only just his right as a parent, as a father, but right. also his legal right because he won that court custody case right and she's going against the court system according to this testimony right. so 
there's so many wrong being done on so many levels right now, mm-hmm. and it just makes me sick to my stomach. Yeah, it's, and it's hard to watch. It's, it's hard to watch that. Like I, I can't, I can't imagine what goes through you know somebody who makes such a heavy and honest effort, and somebody who's been there. Mm-hmm. Like he was with his son. Yeah. So raising an individual and then not being able to see them or being ripped away from them, mm-hmm. and you have and ta- have taken part in who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, that definitely that would kill me for right. sure. So I, I I do give kudos to, you know, the men out there that do actively, you know, try to see their kids mm-hmm. or if, you know, they've fallen out of a relationship. Like there's there's some women, I'm sorry, ladies, some ladies hey, listening. But, as we said, speak freely. Um, there are some women that, you know, do see an open door or mm. an opportunity to be with somebody. They're with somebody, they might have a child together, yeah. but do not know how to say Okay, it's over. Yeah. I'm gone. Right. They do what they can, have to, to hold on to it. Right. And it just ends up in such a big negative space and right. they just won't let it go. Right. Um, definitely, yes, there's men out there too that do that, but yeah. it's women, yes, we have to do better. Ladies right. have to do better. Right. <laughs> to do better. Right. And you know what? It's all about accountability, whatever side you're on, whatever side of the spectrum you're on at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And so all we're asking for, you know, if these accounts are true, which I'm more inclined to believe that they are, mm-hmm. then Khalees, you just need accountability on your part, man. Like, yes. Let the man see his son. It's not. This is what's happening. Nice. Yeah, let God's son see his son. Jeez, you know what nice. I mean? Nas, nice, man. <laughs> For sure. N A S. Other letters are spelled Nas, Nas. Nonetheless, do you guys agree? Do you guys disagree with what's going on? Either way, hit me up on social media at Cool Radio CC on multiple social media platforms. Mm-hmm. And we have reached the tail end of the show. And mm-hmm. it's the one that you guys have all been waiting for. And I will not have you waiting any longer. With that being said, <clears throat> who has entered the shallow walls of the Hall of Shame this oh, week? Oh, okay. Who <laughs> has been crowned the captain of coonery this week? my god ladies and gentlemen it is time for wankster of the week oh boy listen anyone can get the smoke on this show all right (laughs) and with that being said this week's wankster of the week goes to another kardashian male who goes by the name of branton's own tristan thompson power forward for the cleveland cavaliers now during a media scrum uh, he was asked about the uh, potential of the Eastern Conference, which is te- which is where his team lies, and he was basically saying that you know despite the fact that the improvements have been made with the Boston Celtics, the Toronto Raptors, and the Philadelphia 76ers, that the Cleveland Cavaliers, who no longer have LeBron James, are still the team to beat in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Why the fuck you lying? Why you always lying? Oh my god. Stop fucking lying. I mean, I know you want to come out as a chump and say that your team can't compete, but you have to live within a realm of realism. But nonetheless, let me just continue on. So, he went on to state that they are still the team to beat and how all those three teams in the East Conference that people keep talking about still have to go through them so he basically said how they were still able to beat boston in the conference finals last year how philly still couldn't even how philly themselves couldn't get past boston and when it comes to toronto he nonchalantly said "Hmm, well you know how that story went and yes we know how that story went cleveland has beaten toronto three years in a row in the playoffs but that was because of you guys just so happened to have the greatest basketball player of this generation in LeBron James on your team for three years in a row. The only reason why you guys had any relevancy as a city and as a team and as an organization in the first place. But now that LeBron James has now taken his talents to Hollywood and is now donning the purple gold for the Lakers, which I do not like, but that's another podcast or another story, (laughs) or day rather, you guys have no chance in hell in not only competing for that Eastern Conference title, but at the same time, you guys might not even even make the playoffs. So that's the first thing you got to worry about. Will you guys get in the playoffs? Because J.R. Henny Smith ain't going to do it for you. Jordan Clarkson, a.k.a. J.R. Smith Jr., isn't going to do it for you. God, I can't even name any of the players on your team right now. Kevin Love. I mean, okay, y'all got Kevin Love, but 
I, this isn't Minnesota Kevin Love. Like, he's far removed from that. And then, what, Tyron Lewis still your coach? Listen, guys, honestly, I mean, you guys haven't even resigned. What's that left-handed guy's name? Ronnie St- or what's it, Stucky? I can't remember his name. Listen, you guys are irrelevant right now, okay? The, what you need to worry about, Tristan, is not getting booked on camera for cheating on your wife multiple occasions. You need to worry about the kid that you have with that woman. And you better hope that your cling to relevancy is by her hand. Because the moment she says, I'm done with you, well, then you'll be probably done in the NBA as far as I'm concerned. Because nobody's going to be checking for you anymore. You're just going to be known as Mr. Kardashian, as all the other men who have dated the Kardashians in the past. So on that note, Mr. Tristan Thompson, a.k.a. Brampton Zone. Shout out to Brampton. I look at you, Brampton. <laughs> I say not only does Tristan Thompson get the wings of the week, but because of association, Brampton as a whole gets the co-wankster of the week as well for breeding such an idiot boy like Tristan Thompson. So on that note, Mr. Tristan Kardashian, do you deserve the wankster of the week? Of course you do. And I'm going to drop it one more time just like this. You a wankster, and you need to stop oh, boy. Um, your thoughts, Diamond? Um, <laughs> I don't want sports. <laughs> I'll leave it there. All right. <laughs> I ain't trying to get beat up when I leave. <laughs> so Listen, I'm welcome to the smoke any day of the week, all right? But nonetheless, I'm sorry, but like, <laughs> Tristan's just been an idiot for the last three years, and like, I feel like I'm one of the only people who's vocal enough to talk about it, and I get it, he's a Canadian-born player, and there's not a lot of Canadian talent in the NBA as a whole, and I understand, but I gotta call things as I see them. And Tristan Thompson's being an idiot boy right now. I'm sorry. Like, from wanting to, you know, stick the Cleveland Cavaliers for ransom three years ago by upping his price tag to $95 million, you know, within a four-year contract, to marrying our Kardashian, to cheating on our Kardashian, or just cheating in general, basically, and doing it on camera, no less, and now making these claims that you're still the top dog to beat in the Eastern Conference, even though LeBron James is not on your team anymore, who's going to get it done? You? You? You can't even keep your infidelity right, let alone keep a team right. So, I'm sorry, man. But, yeah, I got to call how I see it. I got to. I'm sorry. Oh my God. <sighs> but, nonetheless, we have reached the end of the show. So, with that being said, uh, Sasha Diamond, I want to thank you for coming on. No problem. And where can the people find you on social media? Well, you can find me on Instagram at S-Diamond. So, it's S-D-Y-M-O-N-D dots in between. So, S dot D dot Y dot et cetera. Et cetera, et cetera, yes. And um, you can also find me on social media on multiple platforms at Cool Radio CC. Make sure you tune in every Friday at 8.30 p.m. at MaximumFM.ca. And then you can also catch me on SoundCloud and as well as uh, Google Play. And we will be hitting up iTunes very soon. Uh, so that's Cool Radio CC, as you already know. And as you already know, Cool Click Media is a division of Oh, sorry, Cool Radio is a division of Cool Click Media and Entertainment, reminding you each and every day that we are creating our own legacies. Keep it gravy and wavy. We are out of here. Peace. Cool.